Hey guys, happy new year and welcome to the first black fashion history podcast episode of 2021. And just in case you guys forgot, because I know it's been a while since I've put out an episode, Black Fashion History is the podcast that teaches you everything you need to know about the contributions of black people all around the world to the fashion industry. It's black history, but make it fashion. And I'm your host, Taniqua Russ, and I am so glad, like many of you, to be in 2021. Now, I hope you all have been doing well. Did you miss me? I hope you missed me. I had to take a little break in 2020 because 2020 was 2020-ing all over my life. (laughs) But I am back and I'm so excited to get into more fashion, more black history, more black fashion history, share more stories with you all, uh, talk to more people and share those conversations with you guys and just learn together. But before we get into today's episode, I want you all to do me a little favor. It's really quick. It doesn't cost you anything, I promise. And you'll be happy that you did it. I want you to hop over to Instagram, type in Black Fashion History Podcast. You see it? Hit that follow button and follow us on Instagram. And if you like Taniqua, I don't really do the social media thing. I'm getting off social media for the new year. I'm trying to cleanse my life, cleanse my feed, blah, blah, blah. Don't worry. I got you still. Head over to www.blackfashionhistory.com and join our email list. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Okay, did y'all do that? Great. Thank you very much. I'm excited to see all of the new followers and all of the new emails on the list. And I can't wait to talk to y'all. Now, let's get into another Black Fashion History installment. There seems to be a misconception that the world of luxury fashion and the world of luxury in general is a space where black people have only recently become a part of, that we've only been invited into these spaces because we've newly become rich or that we are tainting a world that used to be so exclusive and so hard to access. That's wrong. When it comes to black people and luxury, luxury fashion in particular, we are not new to this. We are true to this. I'm taking us way back to early black civilizations and their display of luxury and fashion. So you've probably heard about the kingdom of Kush. Not that Kush, but the Society of Kush. It is one of the most famous black civilizations and one of the few black civilizations that's taught in school and history classes. Now, the dates of the Kingdom of Kush isn't all the way agreed upon when it comes to like anthropologists, archaeologists. I'm not sure who studies that, historians, but let's say it dates back to around 1000 BCE, so that's the before Christ era, to 600-700 BCE. The Kingdom of Kush was located in what we now know as Northern Sudan, and it was part of a larger area known as Nubia, which spread from the Upper Nile to the Red Sea. And that's where we get the term Nubian kings, Nubian queens, because that's what you would refer to the people of Nubia or the rulers of Nubia um, as Nubian people. In Egyptian artwork, 
Kushites and Nubian people in general were always depicted with darker skin, um, also considering their location in what we now know as Northern Sudan, we can safely assume with pretty decent accuracy, I would say 99.9% .9 accuracy, that people, the Kush kingdom, were black. Nubian communities were known for trading gold, ivory, and ebony, and in Kushite art, the people of Kush were often depicted wearing animal cloaks, pattern fabrics, large gold earrings, all things that were a sign of apparent wealth and luxury. Some of their daily clothing choices included necklaces, bracelets, earrings, rings, all made of like gold, ivory, ebony, um, ostrich feathers was a big thing. Um, glass beads and not glass in the way that we think of like clear glass but um pottery i guess is the best comparative thing but like pottery but in the form of beads think about that uh, ostrich shells copper ivory um, they wore lots of tunics made of linen um, leather loin cloths and tunics specifically royals would wear leather loin cloths and then they would also wear um, golden headbands all made out of complete gold if you think about clothing today and how much these items are coveted and how much things made out of these materials cost you really can understand a glimpse of the value of it so to find something today made out of ostrich feathers or ostrich shells or um, leather, linen, those kinds of things, gold, especially gold and ivory, those kinds of things are really luxury or high class materials. And this is stuff that um, Kush royals and pharaohs wore, yes, but even people who weren't of royal status still had access to some of these items and wore them, you know, as part of their daily clothing choices. And that shows you a bit of a society that was exposed to wealth and luxury, not only exposed to it, but honestly depicted it um, was the the example or the illustration of it in their daily lives. Kushite royalty was always, always, always in some type of jewelry. Uh, the pharaohs are normally depicted bare chests with large gold necklaces, very reminiscent of the hip hop style and swag. So anytime somebody tries to tell you that the gold chains and just having chains and all of that is ghetto it's not tell them it's royalty is literally in our blood you know that's how the royals showed um their separation from people but also how they showed their wealth and how you could identify people as being you know a pharaoh or a queen one of the extremely wealthy queens of the Kush kingdom, or Kandik as they would call the queens, her name was, and I'm going to take a pause because I know I'm pronouncing this wrong, but I could not find how to pronounce it correctly. Her name was Amanisha Kato. And not much is known about her except for the fact that she was extremely wealthy. So in 1834, a German by the name of Giuseppe Ferlini looted the treasures of Moreau, which was the capital of the kingdom of Kush. He found the queen's pyramid and he looted it for 
all of the jewelry and luxury items and there were tons of it all of it made out of complete solid gold so there were blaced bracelets bracelets armbands shield rings signet rings just a bunch of stuff that basically told you that this woman was rich rich and more rich this black woman to be specific this black nubian queen in the literal sense of that phrase Remember when I said her pyramids were looted by this guy named Giuseppe Ferlini? Well, the story gets more racist. So Giuseppe looted the pyramids um, for treasures and gold that he could ultimately sell and make a lot of money off of. Well, when he tried to sell it, he could find no buyers because the European market did not believe that a black African kingdom had produced such incredible luxurious items. So now her collection of jewelry is on display in the Egyptian Museum of Berlin and the Egyptian Museum of Munich. And also somewhat on our Instagram page and on our website, we're going to be posting some of her beautiful pieces. And now that was just a snippet, a taste, a small taste of just one of the ancient black civilizations and their display of luxury and wealth. Like I said at the beginning, we are not new to this. We are true to this. And so don't ever, ever try to let the fashion industry or anybody else come and tell you that black people bring the value of luxury down or we're not meant to be in the luxury space. Absolutely not. We have been doing this for centuries. We have been doing it in ways that were unheard of. Mansa Musa was the richest man in the world and also the most famous king of the Malian Empire. It was said that he stopped through Egypt during his pilgrimage to Mecca and gave out so much gold that he alone, one man alone, caused the value of gold to drop in Egypt for several years years if that is not a gaudy or the gaudiest display of luxury and wealth then I don't know what is I say all that to say that we deserve to be in this space not only do we deserve to be here like we about created it so share this next time you see a foolish tweet or video or Instagram post meme whatever about someone excluding us from the luxury fashion space and that's it guys thanks again for tuning into another episode of black fashion history i really love and appreciate you all and i hope that you guys are learning so much as always please give us a follow on instagram at black fashion history podcast if you have any ideas for episode topics people that you may want me to talk about um things that you would want me to discuss as it relates to black history and fashion please don't be shy send me a dm i do respond back you can ask anyone who's dm'd the page i respond guys i'm very friendly don't be shy um and then of course check out the website at www.blackfashionhistory.com of course that's where i share all of my sources for each of the episodes and pictures so you can put a visual component to everything that i talked about here but most importantly if you do nothing else Tune in again next week for another Black Fashion History installment. You won't be disappointed. Bye-bye.